Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 176 Initiation and For the Man Who Has Everything with Jason Wallace. Hi, pals. It's uh, it's an exciting new show for us. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. I'm Jason. He's Jason. I Welcome, am Jason. And he's he's here in my home. I am. It's, in my it's booth. very rare I talk to so um, to two people in that room, and I'm not one of those people. It's usually just Amanda. That's not true. Tilo's on the show too. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. All right. I have no point now. That's right. Blowing up your whole premise. Mm-hmm. My steez. <sighs> Much like a certain uh, nuclear-powered kaiju <laughs> also oh, blows up things. Hey, look at that segue. Segway. That was almost as clumsy as one of mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned it from watching you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, I... Okay, first of all, th- this show feels the same, but it feels... I don't know. Was it just me, or was it better animated? Did it look better? It definitely just, looked better. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if they were just showing off because they they had come back with a with a new thing, or mm-hmm. maybe this was the first one they deliberately did for HD. I I don't know, but it it looked better to me than last week. It, it absolutely does. I could not tell you why it looks better, but it absolutely does. I mean, I could point to some specific things. A lot of the a lot of the backgrounds seem to be much more detailed. There's mm-hmm. a there's a bit where we're just. We're in sort of a wildernessy area of a sort of a tropicalish country, like so. It's a lot of a lot of lush greenery with a with a bridge. That's mm-hmm. it. But it's just it's super detailed and it looks it looks really good. And You're just like, like I God. fucking love this bridge. Big crowd shots with a mm-hmm. hundred distinct faces that someone agonized over who was who, and like everyone worked really hard on this. Yeah. Well, with that added detail, we also get clear eagle-eyed looks at. Uh, candy in grocery stores called Hepzijesus Khakis and Cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Khakis and Cream. Don't you love Khakis and Cream? And it's, the it's my favorite board. candy. It's the great taste cream. of Khakis with cream in it. With cream. And cream with two E's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, th- I think that's the typical, uh, we gave this to Korean animators or who are, you know, non-English speaking Yeah, but they just Laura, and... Laura Mipsum to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only now, when it's cleaned up, you can see it and it's, uh-huh. it's it seems like every, <laughs> what I'm watching anyway, it seems like my Broca's area is failing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody take a drink who's playing the Jason references the Broca's area of the brain. Yes, it's my, it's my, it's my albatross. It's his calling card. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, well, there's a lot to get to. Uh, mm-hmm. Somehow, even though we're now doing single part episodes again, this is the longest summary I've written in some time. So, yeah, no uh, kidding. Let me tell you about. Well, look, I cut a whole paragraph about how Bruce paid for the new watchtower. So you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you about initiation. Yes, please. It is an indeterminate amount of time since the end of Justice League, and there have been a lot of changes around the watchtower. For one thing, we built a new watchtower since Batman crashed the last one into a bird sanctuary. <laughs> For two more things, there are two more satellites accompanying the Watchtower now, which makes sense since we now have to accommodate like a hundred new superheroes, some of whom will get their own entire episodes in the series to come, 
while others will stroll by in the background and never speak one word of dialogue, but will nevertheless cause Maggie to jump up and down and clap her hands like a five-year-old. And by others, I mean Blue Devil. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was pausing for you to go woo there. Woo! There you go. It's my boy! I'm sure Hot Girl feels terrible about the whole being a sleeper agent for a colonizing space army and also betraying her boyfriend Green Lantern thing, but... She's got to feel at least a little good that the answer to last season's lingering question of how do you fill a Shire-sized hole in the team is by bringing on like a hundred guys. <laughs> <laughs> Among the new potential recruits is ugh, Green Arrow or Woo! this fucking guy, if I may borrow a quote from Nandor the Relentless. <laughs> Arrow is not keen on joining the team and attempts to hide behind his hardcore left-wing politics which he actually expands on in some detail, managing to alienate both the target audience of eight-year-olds and their bush-voting conservative parents. You know, man, I'm not sure that I believe too strongly in socialism to join a group of people pooling their resources to help mankind is the rock-solid argument you think it is. Also, aren't you a billionaire? Also, for a guy who talks about crusading for environmental causes, you sure have no problem drinking bottled water out of a plastic bottle. But, hypocrite or not, he is one, in case I wasn't clear on that, the League agrees to beam him back down to Earth with the new transporters they have. But he goes all Dr. Leonard McCoy on them, refusing to have his atoms scrambled, so he tags along on the next javelin bound for Earth, which is piloted by Jon Stewart, who has recently shaved his head and grown a goatee. Hey, I thought we were doing a Star Trek thing, he says, what with the transporters and that guy acting like Bones. This has nothing to do with my breakup. <laughs> Batman once pointed out that the Avery Brooks character he actually looks like now is a man called Hawk, which just led to John locking himself in the bathroom stall and crying for 17 hours straight. But he's fine. He's moving on with his life. Look at him leading a mission to unspecified Asian country. A mission that involves uh, investigating a nuclear mishap and includes Captain Adam, an obvious knockoff of Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen, and Supergirl, a wholly original character. It turns out that unspecified Asian country recently had a people's revolution. Seriously, kids love this show. And decided to use its vast nuclear resources to build a giant monster to terrorize the countryside. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure the chapter in Marx's Das Kapital after seizing the means of production is turning them into a rampaging horror. Nicely done, everyone. The heroes fumble around for a couple of acts entirely failing to stop the thing in accordance with every superhero story ever written. Then they learn that it can be stopped, Death Star style, by firing a cooling rod into a tiny thermal exhaust port. And since the thing is humanoid, you know what thermal exhaust port means. Communism and buttholes in the same episode. This show has everything. <laughs> so, like the man said, once again, the day is saved. The man in this case is the narrator from Powerpuff Girls. And the Justice League heaps massive praise on the true hero of the mission, and Superman himself personally invites inanimate carbon rod to join the team permanently. Also, Green Arrow decides to stick around because he sees Black Canary and reacts to her like a wolf in a Tex Avery cartoon. Oh, good. Now we have two flashes. How dare you? I, am I wrong? Is no. that not the last beat of the episode? That is barely no. exaggerated. But also, Green Arrow is awesome, so. Oh, well, let's get into this because this is your good thing and Jason's bad thing. Mm-hmm. I, this is my favorite version of Green Arrow, and I've read a bunch of different versions of Green Arrow and also watched like three seasons of his shitty TV show. Also, the Brave and the Bold, where you, you consistently hate him. I do consistently hate him on Brave and the Bold. Look, it's a ranked list of Green Arrows, but this one's at the top. Is the Okay, but the top of a list of characters that you mostly hate, doesn't that still mean he's just like a D minus, but he's not an F? Yeah. Okay. That's don't fine. I can a, still love him. Don't you mean a quiver of Green Arrows? Oh, that's very yes. good. But uh, a Green's Arrow, surely. Green, please. No, uh, uh, Granny Smith 
arrows. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I'm allergic to Granny Smith arrows. For real, though, do you like him or do you just hate him less than the other No, ones? I fucking love Green Arrow. Like, okay. he's not like one of, I mean, he's no Batman or fucking like, you know. He's not anyone. like he's not even like Blue Devil, a character I love. <laughs> he's not anyone else. <laughs> I will but, say, um, oh, go ahead. But no, I fucking I legitimately love that character. This version of him is interesting. He's mm-hmm. definitely more nuanced than other versions I've seen. And one thing the show does well here and will consistently do well is put someone from a comic that lo- from the comics that feels exactly like a copy of another character next to them. So you see. Like, he's got a couple conversations with Batman, and you quickly mm-hmm. see, oh, this is a different guy. This is yes. not just a knockoff of Batman. This is another thing. And later in the season, they'll do that with the question, who is kind of a Batman vibe, but so different. He has a couple conversations with Batman, and you're like, oh, shit, no, this is this is a whole other thing. And they're they're good. Like, if, I thought I was Batman paranoid, was really into Ayn Rand. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, he literally at one point says, A is A. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, he just straight up quotes Ayn Rand. Mm-hmm. Um but they they do a good job of like saying okay this is batman but green arrow's a whole like he's got a whole political agenda he's got a whole other thing and mm-hmm. you know whether you like him or not it's not just a knockoff batman which is all he is in the brave and the bold absolutely but no, jason th- let's hear your counterpoint to this <laughs> well uh despite uh i i do actually agree with maggie that i think this portrayal of green arrow is like Pretty okay. Like, you know, he's he's got a certain kind of vibe to him that is informed by that kind of leftist sort of collective kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. And he's got his shtick that he fills and the sort of the um, everyone and their grandmother kitchen sink approach to the Justice League that we have now. Um, but even that, that having been said, you can't convince me to care about Green Arrow. He's just, he's rich, privilege Hawkeye. <laughs> he's Lothario Bruce Wayne spooked by a Robin Hood cosplayer swooping into his study. <laughs> he, he's, he's the toy man if he was really into Ren Fairs. Mm-hmm. He, he's like the huntsman from Freakazoid, but we're all supposed to take him seriously. <laughs> this is like the Jamali Maddox insults the lineup of people on Nevermind the Buzzcocks bit right now. <laughs> Precisely. It's very good. It's very much Jason got to host Green Arrow's roast. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next up, Lisa Lampanelli. Um, <laughs> no, you, Green Arrow just needs to go back to getting his sidekick off Black Tar Heroin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Speedy will make an appearance later in the season or maybe next season. I can't remember, but in the series mm-hmm. someplace. And it's a, it's a nice little throwaway well, bit. He better what? be strung out and fucked up. What's this? Mm-hmm. My ward, a junkie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they do a nod, not to that, but to some old seventies comics when it's uh green lantern that shows up to, to recruit him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, go back to space, space man. Cause there was that whole run of comics in the seventies where they're like, this is the grounded guy who's dealing with, real problems and this yep. is the guy fighting space aliens and now we'll team them up and see some contrast and let's go and drive across was, america and solve racism yeah it, it was like they were some de- that was uh, neil adams right yep mm-hmm. i've never actually read those mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no they were they like i'm sure now they will read as very ham-handed and you know he's black on the left side and i'm black on the right but yep, you know yep. at the time it was superhero comics weren't really talking about that stuff and it was pretty good Mm -hmm. and it was a nice nod to that and 
I think kicking the series off saying we've expanded the scope. We're in space all the time now. And look, there's there's guys with crazy science powers and crazy magic powers and just yep. completely unrelatable stuff. So here's a dumbass with an arrow, like a bow and arrow set. Like mm -hmm. here's yeah. your here's your audience identification character. Unfortunately, it happens to be this guy. <laughs> uh, no, I love this guy. Okay. I was so happy to have him as like the main character to follow around for this one. Like, it, like I say, I think it was a good choice to kick the series off to say you're walking in the door and here's all this crazy over the top stuff. Yeah. But here's a guy who who kind of thinks the way you might, at well, least about that. And I like the, the he's literally his arguments like you've got Superman, you've got fucking Green Lantern on this team. Why do you need me? I have a stick and a different stick. Like, mm -hmm. but like well, and, also, and of course, the answer to that is they don't. <laughs> I don't like, know. See, oh, go ahead. The episode ends with a giant fucking radioactive monster showing up, and he's just like, "Well, I guess I have to go shoot arrows at this thing." And then he does. That rules. Well, like, actually, this is my good thing. Um, I tend to lean more toward Jason's side of the arrows guy discourse, but. Mm -hmm. I thought this episode did a great job contriving a scenario in which his incredibly specific and largely useless talent comes in handy. Oh, you need a stick to go through that tiny target that's moving. Guess what? I'm the guy. That's and my it, whole shtick. They they my, spent my stick 10 shick. minutes building that up so it didn't feel like, oh, of course, they have a bullseye and he's got an arrow. Like, mm -hmm. no, it, it felt fairly organic. And of course, mm -hmm. Javelin Boy died in Kuwait a couple of years ago. So <laughs> that's true. That's, we're all we got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, please. Unspecified Middle Eastern country. Oh, yes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Or if you're watching the 80s Transformers series, Carbamia. Oh. <laughs> which is what they actually call Let's it. Let's not with that. How about? <laughs> That's Wait, the only thing Bialia. worse than Bialial. Uh-huh. Which is just a very bad uh, uh, anagram of Libya. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I thought it was the guy from uh, the Dead Kennedys. Oh, yes. Jello Bialia. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but Maggie, your bad thing, this is all about Green Arrow, apparently. Yeah, that's my boy. Okay, well, your bad thing kind of ties into that, too, well, though. here's the thing, I love it, like, they're setting him up as the conscience of the Justice League, but, like, I don't think the Justice League should really have a conscience, like, they talk about how he defends the little guy, but, like, if Superman's not doing that, what exactly is the point here? I think the idea is that Superman may be losing focus on the individual as mm. he's fighting entire advancing alien armies and such mm -hmm. which i understand yeah superman needs to get back to artisanal saving uh-huh <laughs> but the entire teaser the entire like cold open is three to five minutes of green arrow stopping a liquor store robbery or a, the a, like a liquor a, store robbery i've ever store. seen or yeah it, well it's like a it's like a corner like a uh a bodega. bodega that's mm. the word i wanted yeah i was like you know where where the cats are on the internet uh, yeah, the bodega. Yeah, that's it. I was Bordello. No, that's not right. Of blood? Yes. Bodega of blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it and it was pretty compelling for a show that just did a three-parter about a fucking sp invading space army. They yeah. managed to pull the focus back to like a, a grocery store robbery and, and keep me engaged, which was good. Well, and um, also I... having a guy we've now I don't think we've ever had Green Arrow on. No, the show. we have not. Yeah, okay, good. Having a guy we've never seen before who's just in a town we've never seen before just fighting crime is, like, a real good Dude, introduction. Yeah, to doing some old-school original Batman <clears throat> shit. But, like, also just, like, yeah, this is happening everywhere on, yeah. like, 
in in this show. Like this is just the universe of the show. These guys are all over the place. That's why we have like fifty of them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had something to say. Oh, I was going to say that. Um, I I I did really appreciate. I don't think from the episodes of the previous Justice League series that I've seen that the fights are like are are, are slouches in any way that mm-hmm. they're that they're not you know that they don't have dynamism or anything but for some reason the fights in this episode felt a little um excuse the groaner punchier mm-hmm. um and and a little more sort of like you know vibrant I, I guess like I just I despite me not giving a single shit about Green Arrow it yeah. like it still felt good to watch him, you know, arrow some dudes. Mm-hmm. Arrowed. Yes, thank you. <laughs> he arrowed the crap out of some guys. There was, I think, I think I saw this from you, Maggie. There's mm. a TikTok of a guy who I don't know what else. What else? It, it was obvious this is one in a series, and I've only seen the one. He has archery skills, and he was like, "Okay, boxing glove arrow." We've oh, seen yeah. Green Arrow use it. We've seen Hawkeye use it. Could this be a thing? And it takes like three minutes for him to go like, okay, putting a regular regulation size boxing glove on a regular arrow. Absolutely Mm not. No. And then he started playing with sizes and all that. And he's like, okay, here's how it could work if you really wanted it to. But basically it only works for the visual look of it. There is no advantage to this whatsoever. And now that I see trick arrows, I just think of that guy and like, and usually I don't give a fuck about the, like, okay, it's, it's a cartoon about superheroes. Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to suspend some disbelief, but. What they don't show you is Oliver like filling that uh, boxing glove with just bricks mm-hmm. uh, before every mission. <laughs> so that quiver is like eighty pounds. Oh, yeah. He's lugging Absolutely. it around yep. all the time. Yes, that's why his torso is so big. He has to carry around three giant arrows. I was about to say, good thing he's got the upper body of every Bruce Tim man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, keep in mind that that thing is also filled with just an absurd amount of explosive ordnance. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So if he falls over because he can't carry, oh, that yeah, someone knocks him on his back. Yeah, he's <laughs> a he's a crater. It's like when you take those little, um, the little, the tiny bit of gunpowder wrapped in paper that you get on um, uh, uh, the Fourth of July. You throw it down on the ground, and it goes. You know the little, the little bang caps. Please mm-hmm. don't, don't mention fireworks to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Jason's currently staying here and in our neighborhood, as in many neighborhoods in this region. People love setting up fireworks all the fucking time for no apparent reason. God damn. I want to outlaw them and the people that use them. That's good. Fine. You should. I fucking hate yeah. them too. I think it's every time like a sports team wins, they just start setting off explosions two doors down and it's Mm -hmm. it's just awful. Can't even be three doors down? No. No. Speaking of three doors down, kryptonite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, that's the spin doctors. No, there's a three doors down song. Okay. I don't know three doors down, but there's also a a spin doctor song about a power. Dude, I don't even know music and I know that. (laughs) You know ska. I know Scott. <laughs> That's not music. I know. <laughs> Speaking of music and things I disagree with Maggie on, this is my bad thing. Mm-hmm. I have an opinion about the music, and I can see from her notes that she disagrees with me, which is consistent. What a shock. <laughs> Every other time either of us has had an opinion. Uh, anyway, the music's terrible, especially music. in the opening titles. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The music's absolutely terrible. That doesn't mean I don't love it. Okay. It's it's real, yeah. Like just immediately, don't up on your court surpassers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the titles themselves have improved a little. The CGI character models are still rough, but they're better than before. L- and it's anything would be better than those fucking yeah. slow marching automatons. Yeah, that's true. 
And now it's interspersed with footage from the actual show, yep. which helps because the show itself looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, from the episode, the music, actually. Like, that, isn't that the thing they do going forward? Is um, just clips what, from that episode? What they do going forward is footage from either that episode or previous ones, never from episodes ahead, so you don't get spoilers. Interesting. Okay. But there was a – you're right, Maggie. There was a scene because uh, uh, Green, uh, Green Lantern does his little sort of force field against the, um, the fucking RPGs. Right. Well, they don't want to spoil like major plot points, but they want to show an, well, a sure. good action scene. Yeah. So, like, what do you what do you got there? And at this point, you only got one episode in the bank, so you don't you know you don't have much choice. But going mm-hmm. forward, I think like by the end of the series, they can show you know the entire thing. But but it looks a lot better. Um, but the that music, it sounds like a cartoon's idea of what metal is made by yep. someone who's never actually heard metal mm-hmm. played entirely on synthesizers yeah, like D- Dave Wasserman Power Rangers butt rock is what it, what it is okay <laughs> that tracks it sounds like it should belong in some other cartoon exactly yes I but agree not like they've gone with an orchestral sound for at least Batman Superman and Justice League and this is not that it, it's weird I mean I know they want to establish a different identity for this show but I feel like it goes a little too in that direction <laughs> I just but. like this is a hundred percent nostalgia, but like, yeah, I I it's a great deeply show. remember getting ho- like I would get home from working at at a Wendy's in, at like two in the morning. It would be on TV. It's just like meow meow meow. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get to watch some guy fight some other guy. I'm like fuck yes, this sounds incredible. This ain't your grandpa's Justice League. Mm. I definitely didn't get extremely baked on the way home. <laughs> no wonder you got so excited about Blue Devil. <laughs> Oh, like a, yeah. Uh, like a Wendy's potato? Exactly. <laughs> a delicious Wendy's potato. Do not have the Wendy's potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> or the chili. Or the chili. Or don't eat at Wendy's. <clears throat> I like Wendy's. But the square patties. <clears throat> you know what they You don't want to know what they did. You don't want to want to know what they did to make those square patties. The things <laughs> I've seen would chill your blood. They're square just so they stick out from the bun more so they look bigger. It's Frosties. Frosties. They'll chill your blood. Mm. Your blood will be Frosties. Did Mm -hmm. did you stick around long enough for them to invent the vanilla Frosty? No. It took them decades to crack that. I stuck around long enough for them to steal Amanda's idea for coffee with Frosty in it. Yeah. That's (laughs) a thing they sell now. I mean, any fast food, like anyone with fast food experience will tell you. You can f- come up with interesting combinations of the shit you have on hand, and then oh, yeah. finds out, and suddenly it's a product. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't have to pay anymore, but we have a new new thing? Perfect. Great. All we don't have to pay you either. All fast food restaurants inevitably converge onto coffee with extra bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Well, That's like what this country runs on. Uh-huh. Uh, Duncan? Is it? That would be Bob's son. I haven't talked to him in a while. Mm-hmm. Don't mention that piece of garbage to me. <laughs> You're talking about Dunkin' Donuts, which I don't think we have out here. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts Bosco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're an arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, what was your good thing about this episode? Give him a Dunkachino. <laughs> Dunkachino. Uh, my good thing about this episode is some of the... Um, uh, now, now, obviously, I have not been on this journey with 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 mm-hmm. you with you too so uh I, I haven't gotten the full expression of the uh previous justice league series and it, this may be true of some of the episodes from there as well but this episode in particular i i liked how 
thorny the relationships and the dialogue exchanges were between uh, quite a few of the characters. Um, it felt like there was some genuine tension there, like naturally because some like philosophies or like just kind of like emotional experiences were kind of bristling against each other mm-hmm. as opposed to sometimes in some of these series you get that sort of mortal combat esque we fight now because it's time to fight mm-hmm. right. or or that superhero thing of okay every superhero story starts with people disagreeing and then inevitably they become then friends they so that's yeah. why we're fighting because we're supposed to not because we have a reason to right and but but this but this i think you know obviously there's the the ideological split between green arrow and superman at the beginning yeah. but there's also just some just some weird kind of catty tension sometimes especially on the on the uh, the old Quinjet. Well, the the away team they put together is first of all the logic of why they brought who they brought makes sense, mm-hmm. but also the dynamics, the per- the interpersonal dynamics. You have um, you have Captain Adam who is like to this point, John Stewart has been our stiff military guy, and just like I was saying with Batman, you put someone else next to him, and it's like, oh no, this mm-hmm. is the stiff military guy. <laughs> we found the John's- stiffest militariest guy. <laughs> John's an easygoing, laid-back motherfucker compared to that guy. Yeah. Um, and then you got Kara, who is the most teen girl you can have, not in an mm-hmm. annoying way, just in a, ugh, I hate all this, and I'm better than all of you, and you're stupid, and I don't have to listen to you, and my cousin's Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's just perfect. She's so great. The yep. kryptonic ideal. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love her. Except her stupid little Mickey Mouse gloves. I still hate those. I, but- th- th- I love those. Look, this is a woman's fashion thing that I've never understood. Mm-hmm. And I feel like before you figured some shit out about yourself, you might have been on my side. But I think the estrogen has kicked in and you are now pro-white gloves. That is my theory. Oh, yeah. Look, if there's and, one significant change that estrogen has made to my life, it's that I love white gloves now. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. White power. Go, oh, God. I, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I thought, have to be anywhere but here. I thought Green Arrow and Green Lantern solved all this. Why, yeah. Why are people still talking like that? Yeah, we solved this problem back in the 80s. I don't know what the, what's yeah. happening. Oh, I lived through the 80s. There was definitely no racism. Don't worry. Nope. Reagan undid it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you have John, who is now like, we haven't really seen him lead a team. We've seen him smack Flash around because he's not doing sure. what he needs to, but we haven't mm-hmm. seen him properly be like the dad of a little group. He has yeah. chastised the, the intern that is Flash. Yeah, that's yes. not the same thing as not the same. I have a team of three people, well, two people and one guy who doesn't want to be here, but three yep. people to <sighs> to order, like to deploy around in a tactical way and to rein in when they're being to whatever. And mm-hmm. so he's growing into his new role. And then you got Green Arrow, who's doesn't want to be there and sort of gets pulled in reluctantly. And and yeah, the interpersonal, like there's a lot of that going forward in this show where they'll yeah. be like, here's one of the core guys that you know, and here's two other new guys. And here's some really interesting ways to bounce them off each other. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. I also like Kara's got a moment where she just literally sticks her tongue out at, at uh, uh, Captain Adam behind his back and, then Green Arrow catches, like, she catches Green Arrow's eyes. Like, she's, and the look on her face is like, oh shit, he's gonna, a grown up saw me. He's gonna yell yep. at me. He's gonna and he dark. Just shoots her a little thumbs up. Like, yeah, fuck that. It's guy. so cute. And I, it's, I really enjoyed the little, um, they're getting off the jet or whatever. And on, they, when they land on Chiang Mai mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, C- Captain Adam, uh, I think Green Lantern says something like, you don't have to, 
Oh yeah, he's like, like yes, sir, and he yeah, stands up and salutes. And, yeah. yeah, and then <laughs> she salutes behind him. It's so good. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> but I also like again, Green Arrow just sort of like yeah, yeah, he's terrible. Mm-hmm. You're, you're I hate right. This guy. You're absolutely right. But and it's and all non-verbal. Going, I also hate this guy. Like I like that this show can uh, establish characters to the point that and, and like American animation doesn't spend a lot of money usually certainly not enough mm. to have people act with their faces and their eyes and body language a lot of the time yeah they're 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 confident enough to let to let their characters yeah. like just kind of move and exist in frame yeah and communicate like that. i would be mm. impressed if a physical performer was doing that but it's a little extra impressive that they one that they drew it that way too that it actually made it onto the screen without it being sliced all to hell well and i think like the fact that the the premise of the show is literally we are introducing you to guys you've probably never heard of every week. Like they kind of got to hit the ground running with just like, this is who this is. This is what they're like. We don't have a whole lot of time to spend filling you in on what Captain Adam's boring deal is. I think they, it is boring. Well, Mm -hmm. and it never departs from this. I'm not going to say he gets more depth, but we focus on him a little more and, they put him into some good, like later in the season, he'll have some good conflict between the actual government and the Justice League because mm. they're like, you're a military man. You have to follow orders. He's like, shit, do I follow my orders or do I do what Superman says who I know is right? Does he I, ever get rid of that head cold that he has? Probably not. No. Probably just keep. I liked that's, his voice just because he was so stiff and boring. I don't mm-hmm. know. Sorry, you were saying? No, that's uh, that's uh, uh, part of being energy in a, in a, in a bag, basically. Is mm-hmm. g- you constantly have a head cold. Oh, that does seem like a pretty big downside to be, mm-hmm. you know, to otherwise a energy. situation that seems perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Being obviously, energy in a bag. Yeah, uh huh. Aren't we all just energy in a bag? Yeah, but he's particularly bad energy in a bag. Whoa. Okay. I they, I have um, seen Captain Adam in like fifteen comics, and every every single one of them, all he does is fly into space and explode. I mean, he did that in this one. And then they're like, okay, we got all his energy. We put it back into his in the new bag for him. I love that. So we're up at the watchtower in the sort of epilogue bit. And he looks like Bugs Bunny just got run over by a steamroller. Yep. <laughs> and he does the little the little wrinkly thumbs up. Yep. I laughed out loud when I saw it. It was I genuinely like good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it only See, works if the schmo has dignity. <laughs> What's that? that guy- Sorry, Mag, I didn't hear you. Oh. That guy spends the rest of the of the the series as a half deflated bag, giving thumbs up ups to people. I'll, we, I will change my opinion on him. That would be incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. He occasionally also does his Judge Doom impression. Damn it! Yep. I was gonna. <laughs> you sniped it from me. I was gonna. <laughs> well, that happens. Uh, what else? Let's see here. I like the choice of making the bad guy just a glowy kaiju thing because you got too much like personality going on already mm-hmm. if you have a villain with a complex motivation you're just going to overshadow that i think yeah absolutely and this is not going to surprise anybody I fucking love the design on that guy he's got a big flaming skull you, i mean you like the design because it's just blight mm-hmm. yeah it is yeah i saw in your notes it's like, oh but he's a chunky boy or something what did you say something yeah like he's that? a he's a he's a hefty lad he's a he is he's, he's a, a hefty he's, lad he's a, he's a chunky blight Look, we He's... don't we don't uh, blight shame here. No, I do. Um, okay, that's fine. I also love his big stupid hands that aren't hands; they're just guns. And then he yeah. shoots lasers at people. Fucking they great! Look like big strong hands, don't they? 
this me... this this dude is designed for one thing, and it is killing a lot of people while being tall. And ostensibly, the origin of the thing is, uh, well, we had nuclear power, and we thought we would make a superhero like you guys, but mm-hmm. it turned evil. Oh, you don't say. Well, the the, the one of the the the, the Chiang Mai soldiers is like. Well, we wanted them to t- wanted it to take care of the foreigners yeah. or whatever, and it's like okay, that's a challenging thing to say to this group of like international police people, mm-hmm. all of whom are American or have adopted America yes, as their exactly. home. Yeah. Also, it's obviously weird that, of course, the Asian stand-in country makes a nuclear-powered Gundam. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of a it's it's a it's a little tropey. I wasn't positive but i'm pretty sure they were going for north korea with this though yes apparently chong mai is between china and korea is that right i don't know Mm. is it a made-up country i was it's made up okay yeah one thousand percent that's usually how they play this but Mm -hmm. i don't know i just thought it was funny that of course like oh the asian country well get him a kaiju yes of course well Mm -hmm. there will be a full-on gamera Later in the series, and I don't know Ooh. that it's in an Asian country, so they well, that's good. You know, everybody gets yeah. their own. It's okay. Look, I'll look forward to a full-on Gamera. He's really neat. Mm-hmm. Full Yo, he's neat. full filled with yeah. I just thought he was one of uh, Rita Repulse's enlarged goons. Mm. <laughs> Make also my black boy grow. <laughs> God, I hated that show. <laughs> I'm going to use my right. stick to make him an even heftier boy. Mm-hmm. Mm. The the the, the chonkening ray. Yep. <laughs> you sure it wasn't chonk my? <laughs> I love chonk crickets. Mons. Crickets aren't even laughing at that one. Wow. The... All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Jason. Oh, yes. there's a nice moment that I actually wanted to point out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Where John rouses from unconsciousness after he is just fucking devastated by this nuclear kaiju. The kaiju hits him with the uh, shirt and pants uh, decimating ray. Yes, he mm-hmm. turns him into battle damage, John Stewart. Uh-huh. <laughs> that comes with everything you see here. Um, that uh, that cancer uh, disappears if you put him in water. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. He's a shrinky dink. Um, <laughs> so so he, he rouses from con- unconsciousness and as Kara's leaving to like storm off and do the thing her own damn self because mm-hmm. you don't need no man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says... Uh, Shayera, right, mm-hmm. instead of Kara. And it's it's just a little little dialogue detail like that. It's just really nice. And even I understood what that was, mm-hmm. like, despite not following the... Well, I think you've heard us talking about some of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, so sure, you have a, yes. have but, a little bit of an idea. Yeah, I, I don't have that sort of, like, you know, continuity yeah. journey there. So it's, it's just nice. It's yeah. nice of the show to say, no, we remember. Yes. Yeah. She's not here right now, but we remember. No, this matters. Yeah, and she will come back. She's there's a whole there's a couple of things. Like I can think of a couple of stories she's in, but mm-hmm. uh, they will account for her whereabouts. Like she's she's sort of recuperating and and trying to do some things to atone and so forth. Like where she ends up makes sense. Yeah, she goes so uh, moves to San Francisco and uh, works at a coffee bar. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's got her own spinoff series where she solves mysteries, drives around in a van. You know, I mean, I'd watch that. Yeah, me too. Why does she have a van? It's called the Ha Team. No, no, no. The van is in the next episode. Mm, of course. <laughs> well, that, Superman's that is a tricked nice... out van. Yeah. <laughs> this sweet airbrushed van. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a nice bridge to uh, for the man who has everything, based on a story by who can say. <laughs> it's the original Jason. author. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please. By our favorite yard wizard. <laughs> I mean, yes, correct. <laughs> Please tell us for the man who has everything. Okay, so since um, since Devlin, Brian, and I are locked in a ridiculous arms race with respect to absurdly long summaries, uh, I've decided to take Whopper's iconic advice from the 1983 William H. Macy vehicle war games. <laughs> the only winning move is to write a poem. <laughs> At least I think that's what it says. Honestly, as much as it shames me, I still haven't seen this classic of Broderickian cinema. Or maybe I just misheard Styx's Mr. Roboto once while half asleep on a plane. Anyway, here's what you all feverishly tune into Algar Productions for. Some literary bullshit in the form of a villain-based villanelle. With apologies to Dylan, roistering, drunken, and doomed Thomas. If if nothing else, if, if what follows is not like uh, everything you hoped, villain-based villanelle is still Thank you. Jeff's yes. kiss. Uh-huh. This is C-tier work for me, buddy. Please enjoy. <laughs> oh, please. Do not go gentle into Krypton dreams. Men of steel should bristle at plants from space. Rage. Rage against the Mongols' evil schemes. <laughs> Though amber fields of grain idyllic seem, take heed the lack of Purple Mountain's place. Do not go gentle into Krypton dreams. Loana's eyes send frisky laser beams, but Crypto's secret gift your boots deface. Rage, rage against the Mongols' evil schemes. Toyetic Bradiac completes the team. Its reminders foiling carnal embrace. Do not go gentle into Krypton dreams. And Peta's there. In Vanel's boyhood gleam at Grandpa Jorel's seismic database. Rage. Rage against the Mongols' evil schemes. The bat extols T. Swift's wisdom supreme, while Diana crawls by in bruised disgrace. Do not go gentle into Krypton dreams. Rage, rage against the Mongols' evil schemes. Jason, you absolute idiot. That was great. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. <laughs> he spent the last couple hours saying, I wrote a poem and I just keep doubt. Da- like the longer time goes by, the more I doubt it. And I wish I hadn't written it and I hate it and I hate myself. And it's- Okay. All right. Too bad. That was great. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'll create a little cottage industry of superhero based villanelles. Mm-hmm. As and well you should. Yeah, you definitely. I was about to say Etsy or Redbubble or mm-hmm. fucking one of those. Retsy. Mm-hmm. That's probably it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Red Sea, Red communist Etsy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the this Red is, Sea. as far as I know, the only straight adaptation of an actual comic story, like, like there's a lot of nods and there's a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. but this this one was just a, a, a done in one. Yeah. I, it might have even been a backup story. I can't remember. In a, in a, in a no, I read comic. the whole thing yesterday. It was a, it was an annual Mm, so like okay. over the uh, yeah, forty page giant episode issue, I, I've read it, but it's been a little while. Oh yeah, and uh, the DC Wiki points out that they actually reached out to Alan Moore mm-hmm. and said, "Is it cool that we made these changes?" And he signed off on them. And Jason was saying he heard that, I guess he liked it. They they sent a copy of the episode to Alan Moore after they were you know done with everything, and he apparently liked it. Like it's mm-hmm. on the record that he was like, "Cool." 
And he's very rarely he happy with, like, famously not happy with adaptations of his work. So that's mm-hmm. high praise. Like, I think a lot of the time he fun. just doesn't bother watching it, which I kind of, which I absolutely yeah. understand at this point, you know? I feel like after uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he's like, actually, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. And, but these you know, guys, fair. These guys have always had tremendous respect for the source material and mm-hmm. they change things that make sense and not just arbitrarily or because it's marketable or whatever. And, and yeah. If you look at the DC wiki at all the, the list of changes, most of them may either they simplified it because you only got 22 minutes to tell the exactly. story or they tightened the focus like uh, uh, Robin was with Batman, like uh, Jason Todd at that at that time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? It's better if we just focus on on these guys. Yeah, which was good. So they replaced him with a bloody crowbar off frame. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, the Joker did that. But oh, yes. Right. Of yeah. It's the only thing the Joker does anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Famous script editor, the Joker. Mm-hmm. Well, and and me with my fifty cent call to the nine hundred number. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we get it. We all Look, know you killed Jason Todd. Look, me and nine hundred other people. But mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, <laughs> Look, you all you held in the crowbar. If you were in the crowd of people who stabbed Caesar, you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna brag about that for the rest of your days. No, I love that we we're, we're all rushing towards a Caesar joke there. Mm-hmm. I want to live out my days peacefully and not pursued by vengeful legionnaires on the island of Corsica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is what I always say. Look, the poem was great, but now you're just showing off. The only vengeful legionnaire I know is Pharaoh Lad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and of course he died in Kuwait, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, Kuwait was kind of a last stand for a lot of those guys, I guess. Yeah, there was a, it was pretty gruesome, pretty yeah. early. This one, like, it, it, I like, I like the contrast. I like that we covered these two together because mm-hmm. you got the one that's like, hey, there's a hundred guys in the Justice League now. And then you got the one that says, yeah, but you know what? These guys still matter. And in particular, yeah. Superman is still like important to us. Yeah. And it's a good thing to say early on, we're not going to lose sight of the core guys no, in, it's in like, all of this. Listen, Batman's still here and he's still like important, you know? Yeah. Remember we know Trinity? what you people are we here do. for. Yeah. Um, that said, though, my bad thing, mm-hmm. I, I know someone had to get beaten up by Mongol for a good chunk of the episode, like while Batman tried to detective it out, because that's just what he does. But we saw a lot of Wonder Woman being choked and smacked and taunted by a particularly overtly sexist villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They could have redeemed this a bit by showing her what her, she would have seen in her fantasy world. But we only got the tragic glimpses into the psyches of the dudes, which, uh. Boy, that's just comics in a nutshell, huh? Yeah, it's not the best. She's a girl and she's a tough girl who can fight, but uh, the boys are the ones who get the complex, like, yeah. you know, at psychological least, drama. Like, at least when Robin's there in the comic, you've got, it's not just her getting the shit kicked out of her, you know? That would be a little better, yeah. Like, it's another dude, but, like, it's, like, they're, they're spreading around the wealth of ass kickings a little bit, you know? I just, I liked, I liked seeing, and this was the only time we saw that famous scene in crime alley mm-hmm. like the, in this entire animated universe the the thing that's been played out to death in every other version of batman this this super late in like the fifth series yeah. is the only time we see it and we see an alternate version of it and that's mm-hmm. it and, and we don't yeah. see the pearls and as maggie rightfully points out in in her notes uh, it's really just uh bruce just having a ball watching Thomas Wayne kick the shit out of Joe Chill for like 90 minutes. So we, yeah, mean, we cut away from his fantasy. And when we did this to Superman, mm-hmm. a long time has passed. And when we cut back, 
the same Still thing. Still kicking. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be years of subjective time to Batman. Oh, yeah, like that, a time bubble. Yeah. yeah. That's the, I mean, this is my good thing. Like, fucking, we spend all this time with Superman. He's got this beautiful, like, in-depth mm-hmm. life that's like a combination of everything he loves about Krypton and everything he loves about Earth. And, like, mm-hmm. Lois is yeah, there, got, but, like... Uh, Jason mentioned the, the name of his uh, uh, dream bride, which I, uh, escapes me now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, is it Alana? Loana. Which Loana, is, because which it's is Lois, Lois and Lana. Lana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, like, the best version of all the women in his life and yeah, yeah. everything's like that, which is great. She's voiced by, uh, uh, Dana Delaney. Lois. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lois. she's so, the living yeah. embodiment of Van Halen's best of both worlds. Yeah. So As we get like all of this, we, we yes. get this kid that he, that like he, he in his brain knows that he has loved this kid since the day he was born. And it's so mm-hmm. devastating that like this kid is ripped away from him. And like all those mm-hmm. emotions are real, even if the kid isn't. Meanwhile, Bruce's dream, it, Bruce's fantasy is just his dad kicking the shit out of Joe chill forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a sepia flashback. Mm-hmm. My- it's not, it's not even a fight. It's just the most vicious beat down I've ever seen. And that is the funniest fucking shit. Well, my take on that is it says a lot about Batman that his fantasy involves his dad not being an impotent failure. Yep. Yep. Like, no, in my version, dad actually fucking did something. Uh, the comic, like, uh, Batman talks, like, they don't show up, but Batman's like, yeah, I was, I was, I was married to Kathy Kane and, you know, we were mm-hmm. happy and whatever. No, you weren't. And, <laughs> no, this is just fucking. I know. I know. A, a boot kicking Joe Chill in the face forever. <laughs> oh, I just meant uh, you, a man, were not married to Kathy Kane, but that's yeah, a separate no. thing. <laughs> um, I thought that was Kate Kane. That is Kate Kane, yeah. Oh, I thought, okay. Kathy oh, Kane's go- Kane. uh, like of the fucking Silver Age Fuck, Batwoman. Fucking it's comics. Okay. Excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> <sighs> no, it was it was very good, but but I liked I liked Superman's fantasy world. A yeah. Lot. Like, like, and we got a lot of that sort of uh, retro future thing that I always liked, mm-hmm. and we never really got a good look at crypto, like we did in the pilot, but, and and we went back there once or twice, but this was, sure, because I think it was his idealized version of it, there was probably some Metropolis in there too. Oh yeah, but absolutely. Since, since Metropolis also looks retro future, it was kind of a new look to me, and I just, mm-hmm. I, I dug all of it. And my good thing, I like how inconsequential, particularly Brainiac Brainiac, the quite possibly, I don't want to spoil too much about what's to come. One of the main villains of this entire animated universe, or at mm-hmm. least top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just keeps coming back in every, like he was in fucking static shock. That guy's oh, all yeah. over everything. Um, And here he's just Herbie from the old Fantastic Four cartoon offering to clean up dog poop. Yep. <laughs> and Would you uh, like me to gen- clean up the crypto's poop, kal No, the boy needs to learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rub the boy's nose in it. And <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, General Zod is just some kid from uh, his kid's class who's mm-hmm. having a little birthday party. You're going to be late I for imagine- Zod's birthday party. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets the flipping reality mirror thing. Mm-hmm. I imagine the chi- phantom child birthday Zod is a lot like that fucking obnoxious kid in the beginning of Fallout 3. Yep. That you stole have to, my like, sweet roll. Stole your seals your sweet roll, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Piece of shit. <laughs> like I'm gonna download mods so I can of... kill you. Mm, there yeah. you go. I got I, you were you were out of my frame of reference, but now I got it. 
Um, Jason, you were saying that the, the, your bad thing, you didn't, uh, that like the, the stuff didn't land for you or? Yeah. Um, th- this didn't really land for me because, um, it, 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 it made me think of that, uh, BTAS episode, Perchance to Dream, I think mm. is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Right. Where they did, they did do this story with Batman. Yeah. Where, where, where Bruce is like not Batman and he's, his he's, parents are still alive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what was, Maybe I am misremembering that episode, but it, I feel like we didn't have enough time in Clark's kind of wish fulfillment world mm-hmm. to really get the sense of emotional grounding we needed for that tearful separation between him and Van Morrison or whatever <laughs> um, to like really land. Like I, I didn't feel anything. I was just no. like, okay, well. I mean, I intellectually understand why this is difficult for yeah. for Clark, but like, I, I I don't know. These people are just like they're just phantoms to me. They don't feel like real characters because we haven't like if if we'd started the episode cold open directly in mm-hmm. Clark in his you know f- mm-hmm. uh, fantasy Krypton, like and that's how think, the that's how the comic starts too. So mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Well, that that feels better to me because then yeah. you can like do a little fake out and zoom out and be like, oh no, Superman's being mm-hmm. controlled by this poinsettia or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I a little more time there would have maybe made that those emotional beats land a little bit. No, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. If we, we trim back on Mongol beating the shit out of Super or, yes, uh, Wonder Woman. exactly. And yeah. uh, add in a little bit more of uh, Clark Kent's wonderful life, I think we'd, I think they'd nail it, you know? I I mean, I, this is obviously a subjective thing. I It, it landed for me completely mm. until his big speech to his kid which I thought would have been great if it wasn't fucking George Newbern as the worst Superman who's ever lived. I mean, you ain't. Oh, I'm going to miss my kid. Oh, what a, what a fantastic Well, that specifically, that moment is specifically what I'm talking about. Yeah, there, yeah. That, that's, that's speech between the two. I yeah. don't know this, but I feel like Stephen Weber would have done a better job with that. But. I I do not have the, the hatred for Nor- George Newbern that you do, but mm-hmm. like. No one does. There's a, there's a lot of the uh, dialogue in this episode that just does not land. I, is it all Superman dialogue? Because there's no, no reason uh, for that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like, it's mostly Superman dialogue. The the only, the other one that bugged me is, so, there's the bit where Wonder Woman's fighting Mongol. This is my bad thing. The bit where mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's fighting Mongol, she pulls out the big fucking uh, uh, laser gun. Oh, yeah, because, like, Superman's got a whole armory in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. So, like, a bunch of the cases got broken open, and she's like, good. She wields the neural impactor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which he taunts her about, of course. Yeah, it's like, are you sure you don't want a like smaller girl weapon or whatever? Anyway, mm-hmm. so she tells him to go to hell, but like they cut off the hell, and you just it just sort of hangs there awkwardly. Well, they have to. I know they do, but like, you can't just do go to and then bo- it just it does not work, you know. Like, I disagree. Cut, I heard it. To, it was implied. It was. In. Uh, Terry Pratchett called them spill words. Where. Mm. You knew the next word out of her mouth was going to be that, even if you didn't hear it verbally. If that's the thing, then then you need to have the laser like really drown her out. Like it just it did okay. not work for me. All right, and I, you know I, I think I agree, Maggie. I think that it needed like some punch, right? Yeah, you know, some little like a little button on that to really or make it count. She could have said the the what's their version? Tartarus is that it? Yeah, Hades. No, Hades. No, is Hades the god. is a guy. Yeah, he's James Woods. 
Yeah. Go I thought it was Tartarus, yourself. but I might be wrong about that. But regardless, whatever their Tartarus. version of, uh, yeah. of, of hell is, she could have just said that. That probably would have Yeah, Go to tartar sauce. Yeah. <clears throat> I will. Give the fools their tartar sauce. <clears throat> now, there, there's a couple of those, especially, again, like, I read the comic last night, and, like, some of the lines are lifted directly from it, and they would work mm-hmm. amazingly if they had been read better by uh, uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's a petty complaint uh, when a comic I love doesn't translate exactly to the screen, mm. but, you know, fuck it, I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> I've always said that about you. Bitch! Thank you! The thing is, like I said, I don't know that they have before or since done just a straight adaptation of a one-off no. story, and I think for this show it works really well. Like, 60 pages of comic yeah. could be... Par- I mean, you could probably do a 30-issue comic better, but, like... You know, it equates well to a standalone episode, and yeah, I would uh, I would have loved more, like a few more of these. Honestly, there was that era. I I don't want to sound like uh, comics were better when I was a kid because that's that old man yells at it's, cloud. It's not true. First of all, no, comics were better when I was a kid. Oh, of course, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> that is demonstrably not true. You nineties piece of shit. <laughs> Extreme, go to hell. Oh, I said it. No standards and practices here, buddy. Executioner's song. Uh-huh. Uh, Variously no, I mean, forks. I do like, I am always a fan of the standalone story, which it's comics, mm-hmm. I, do they even do them anymore? Not like, really. Everything's an arc, and then oh, once a year it ties into a, of a crossover, and there aren't a lot of just individual stories anymore. Well, they've all moved into the realm of graphic novels, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's usually yeah, but where, where sometimes the... you just want a short, like a a single issue, like a graphic novel's novel length. Well, you, you just yeah. you asked where they went, and I told you. Yeah, but I I miss or even the backup story. Like, oh sure, yeah, yeah no, that's... you read those like collections of Alan Moore's work at DC, where he just did like a a five page Green Lantern story here and there, and like those are great. A lot yeah. of the um, new generation sort of Titan Doctor Who comics have a mm-hmm. like a a back back page kind of story as well so yeah. like it's, right. it's still oh i know they exist happening. but i'm talking straight up like marvel dc stuff yeah i haven't oh, seen that shit since the aughts no everything's serialized and then everything ties into the to the whole imprint like yeah. once a year and it's that's, they're too busy fridging this marvel uh, yeah well, there too. is that yeah i mean um, like this is just media now you know we've i know and i'm not i don't we don't need to we don't need to do all that again. And again, it's not, it was better when I was a kid, but I, mm-hmm. I just prefer this kind of a story and, and I wish there was more of it. And this show would have been a good opportunity to do that kind of thing. Yeah. I was just That's thinking all. like the, the other Alan Moore Superman story where he, he, where he's dying in the swamp and swamp thing shows up. That would have translated great to this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this show's version of swamp thing would have been fantastic. Oh God. I would have loved to have seen that. I think. They had the Vertigo thing in the same way they had the Batman thing, because we don't ever get Vertigo yeah. characters. Yep. But God, I would have loved that. I mean, there's a point. Well, we had last season, we had, what did he call himself? D-Man or something. Not mm-hmm. D-Man. That's the Marvel guy. But, you know, yeah. Dr. D or whatever the fuck it was. Like, I was like, you could slip the Endless in here somewhere if you really Yeah, that would to. rule. Yeah. But whatever. They still do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I think, I think. I wish they had done more of this kind of thing. That said, yeah. I like most of this show, so I should just shut up about that. <laughs> it's a good um, show, Al. That's Jeez. a bad choice in an audio medium, by the way. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, I don't know how to shut up. You know that. <laughs> uh, what was your good thing, Jason? Oh, um, so 
This is my first experience with Mongol, period. I don't think I've ever seen a, a an episode or read a comic with him in it. Like I've just I've just had no ex- no exposure. We had to one single two part episode mm. with him in Justice League, and we've seen him a couple of times on Brave and the Bold. But he's not he's not a huge heavy hitter. Yeah, he's exactly. very much a in the way that Thanos is a rip off of Darkseid. Mongols a rip off of Thanos is a rip off of oh, Darkseid. Wow. Yeah, but we already have Darkseid on this show. A lot of them. We have Darkseid <laughs> at home. Uh huh. Sure do. <laughs> and for once, Darkseid I- at home is better. But I, I, I'd never, I'd never, I, I, I found it striking that I'd never even like heard of or encountered him before. It's because he's and, nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 this is a this was a nice little slice of him because he seemed anyway in this like short twenty two minute span or whatever genuinely threatening, mm-hmm. and he was having you know, mis, you know, blatant misogyny aside. Um, I, that worked to season him as a villain. I thought. Yeah, well, he he had a lot of like entertaining villainous banter mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be enjoying himself in a non-jokery sort of way. The, yeah. And the bit where he's like monologuing while he walks around uh, uh, Superman, it's just it's very. There's something very satisfying about it, you know. And yes. when he when he says, like, I did this not to give you what you wanted, but because I knew if you got out, you would lose. What you want, like there is a no win scenario, basically, and it's yeah. like I knew that textually, but the way he explained it just kind of brought it home. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this is nasty. There's a and really entertaining smugness about him that I love. Yep, and that comes from Eric Roberts, mm-hmm. right? Who oh, a talking cat's uh, Eric Roberts. Yes, very the very, very same. much so. Although, I mean, I I look I, if War Games is a William H Macy vehicle. <laughs> Hey, I'm not arguing with you there. <laughs> I I know Eric Roberts as um, the campest. Well, I don't know, second campus <laughs> master from the, the Doctor Who movie from the 90s. So far. Uh, yeah, so far. Um, well, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Third campus. Sorry. <laughs> this is uh, Doctor Who you're talking about. Yeah, I had to read this. <laughs> but he does a great job. Like, he's got that sort of simmering kind of smugness and the and the sense of, like, playful menace and everything. Like, he he does a great job here. And it made me, like, want to see... Eventually, not yeah. so soon, but eventually more of Mongol. Mm-hmm. The the deal with him in the two-parter that we covered was that he had a thing called War World, which was basically oh, yes, they mentioned one that. giant reality show where everyone like watches, you know, breads and circuses, where mm-hmm. everyone yeah. watches superpower. But a war world. War world. War world. Mm-hmm. War <laughs> this is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> but it it sort of ties in like he's a showman. Mm-hmm. That's his thing is like riling the people up like a wrestling guy and really getting them against the bad guy. And for- so I feel like that informs this. He's got that showman's like, yeah, like I can see I'm that. not performing in front of anyone, but I'm still like this. I can't turn it off. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I think that I think that's sort of consistent with what little character there is there. <laughs> yeah. It's just I love to kill Superman, but I love to kill Superman in front of an audience. Mm. Yeah. Just, just make style. it a whole spectacle. He was so dis- he was so worried that no one was going to come to the Fortress of Solitude to like that he could walk around. Well, there's look, it's right in the name. Mm-hmm. Fortress of Oh, damn it! I guess I'm just going to have to monologue to Superman's dog. Mm-hmm. His imaginary dog. Yep. Uh His imaginary pooping dog. <laughs> 
Superman goes to the Nexus and dreams of stepping in dog crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd just bag it all and throw it into the Phantom Zone. You mean the spinning mirror thing that Maggie doesn't know the name of? Yeah, the spinning mirror thing. Mm-hmm. Meta world. When what? you're standing Three words in spinning rings. Are we not going to say when we're in the spinning hoops? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> what was that, Maggie? That was the exact same thing you said. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Because we can consume three pieces asleep. of media, and we repeat like it. Krypton endlessly. means jack shit to you. <laughs> uh, so there's that moment in the fight where Mongol cracks his neck. That is never intimidating to me. No, I do it's, that constantly. It sounds like you don't stretch enough. I just cracked my own neck when I was writing that note because I was sitting there at my computer for too long. It's not mm-hmm. tough. It also, yeah. it doesn't really play with Mongol specifically because given his complexion, it just looks like you're... you're Splitting old cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he even he even refers to something as a jaundiced account as he strolls out and reveals yep. his yellowy skin tone like a fucking yeah. Simpsons character. You're a jaundiced account. I feel I if Alan Moore wrote that line, I feel like that was deliberate. He did not. He definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that was a JLU original. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the adaptation was done by, and I always say his name wrong. I want to say Demetrius, and it's just yep. Demattis apparently. Ah, um, uh, yes. Uh, one of the uh, uh, guys behind my favorite incarnation of the Justice League. Yeah, uh, a great fucking writer. And he wrote a bunch of good Spider-Man, as I understand, yep. and a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. Like, he's a, he's a hard hit, like a heavy hitter in comics. And yeah. he wrote a bunch of JLUs in good addition to the team. So, yeah. So what terrible thing has he done in the last 20 years? Oh, almost certainly something. As far as I know, nothing. But, uh... Fingers crossed. You know. Yeah, yeah. I it did seems good. to be the guy who and came up with me tomorrow. <laughs> He's been around a long time, though. Like, yeah. it seems to be more the guys who came up in the '90s and the O's that are like worse than you know. Please, the aughts. Uh, yeah. no. no, I don't know. We still Absolutely. got John Byrne, that piece of shit. Oh, I'm not saying there aren't any monsters, but I'm saying mm-hmm. like uh, Alan Moore seems largely okay. Uh huh. Grant Morrison seems fine. Like mm-hmm. you know the older the older ones. Yeah. Um. That's it. That's all. Those are all the people in comics, as far as I know. Yep. The end. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like voice acting, but there's like 12 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's Eric Roberts and yep. uh, the rest. And the rest. There's Troy There's Troy Baker and Troy Baker and mm-hmm. Troy Baker. I don't know that one. And fake Troy Baker. Uh, what the fuck's his name? I don't know who Troy Baker is, I'm embarrassed oh, uh, to say. Are you talking about Matthew Mercer? No. Are you talking about... Uh, Oh, is this video game stuff? It's video game stuff, yes. No, I don't care about this. Stick around long enough, we'll talk about Earthbound. Yeah, can we just, yeah, let's just record an episode about Earthbound. I know it's yeah. not JLU related, but... <laughs> I haven't had anyone to talk about Earthbound with in 30 years, so... Hey, speaking of a, a good connection, there's mm-hmm. a character in Earthbound called Pooh, and yep. Crypto has Pooh, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say they've danced around... The existence of Crypto the Super Dog, like there was an alien in Superman's Little Menagerie that Bizarro called Crypto, and oh yeah, they, they did something else with it at one point. But here he just straight up looks like the Silver Age. Like they finally said, no, it's Crypto. You know, yeah, little white the dog. super dog. Yeah, exactly. And somehow, not only on Krypton did humans evolve, almost like at least superficially, exactly the way they look here. They. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're different because of the powers thing, but like uh, dogs, exactly the same. Yeah, dogs oh. and monkeys. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, um, 
when they when they sort of zoomed out and showed um uh Krypton sort of like exploding right to, towards the end of uh Clark Oh yeah, there was a nice parallel to uh Batman trying to pull the flower off and every time mm-hmm. that happens Krypton yes. starts but also like the internet has poisoned my mind enough to the point where I was looking at the you know this kind of skyline the layout of Krypton and I was like oh this just looks like a mid-journey AI oh like mm-hmm. you yeah, know. count the thumbs on those stalks of wheat basically yeah, yeah I was like yeah. oh yeah this is just a repeated texture there's there's a moment where Superman's just like he's free he's beating the absolute shit or mm, if you yes. like Superman three the absolute tar out yeah. of um. That's for that's for Irish Gav and only Irish sure. Gav. Um and and then he looks up at the at the statues of his parents and he stops and Jason had the absolute I don't I don't want to lose this because you made a very good joke. <clears throat> Why did you say that statue? <laughs> <laughs> very good. Like it was a genuinely good dramatic moment where he's like, I've just spent a long time immersed in what I imagined to be the good wholesome life I wanted. Mm-hmm. Would my parents approve of me yeah. killing this guy with my fists? Maybe not. But thanks to Zack Snyder, that's all we can think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Doesn't say Martha, but it's implied. Mm-hmm. The Martha is silent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anything else? I think that's it. Oh, um, well, I, I have some Hey, It's That guys from the, from sure. the previous episode and mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, sure. Um, I would say of like, I, Brian tries to go with the Broadway stuff, but, but I say, uh, as far as true voice acting goes, you might be the only one I can think of more than me who's super into this and loves spotting the Sure. Yes. So I, I definitely am interested in what you, what you found. So General Kwan, right? The sort of, uh, the Chiang Mai head honcho from. Yeah. Kind of their main point of contact. Exactly. uh, Yes. Yeah. He's voiced by James C., who was the voice of Jackie Chan and some other incidental characters on the on uh, the Jackie Chan adventures. Oh, okay. wow, that, so that takes me back. Yeah, so that's something that, like, obviously Jackie Chan appeared at the end of those episodes in, like, footage, but... I was not aware that there was a cartoon, but if, uh, that's what I was picturing, was mm-hmm. live-action wraparounds with the actual guy, because that's how yep. every one of those kinds of shows worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, with those episodes, he showed up at the end and answered some questions about, mm-hmm. like, you know, China or oh, martial arts or something like that. So he didn't put on a lab coat and pretend to be working in his, like, no. <laughs> on his experiments or something. Okay. No, but that would have ruled. Jackie Chan, the science guy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then in, uh, for the man who has everything, uh, Jor-El is voiced by old Shooter McGavin himself. Oh my God. Uh, Christopher McDonald, I think is the name. That guy yeah, was yeah. the actual voice of Jor-El, or yeah, Jor-El in the, uh, Superman, like the first episode of Superman. Like they got him back for oh, that. the animated series? Oh, yeah, cool. It's the same guy. So that's good cool. about that. Yeah. And I only mentioned PETA in my poem because... Josh Hutchinson, I think is his name, the guy who plays Peta in the in the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. He was the voice of Van L, right, mm-hmm. uh, Clark's son, and young Bruce in the flashback. Well, if you have a kid, why mm-hmm. why hire two kids? Yeah. Oh, that, that reminds. Did, did we mention Kevin Conroy was the voice of Joe Chill too? Uh, we didn't, and that is a very good. Like we so, all like, spotted that, and I think that was a good, that wasn't just a let's double up with who we got. I think that was a deliberate sort of psychological that's just, choice. Yeah, that's just good casting. Yep. Like because he blames himself, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm just sad again. 
Oh, because Conroy's dead? Because I keep thinking, because I keep remembering that he's dead. I, yeah. And uh, and Arlene Sorkin. Yeah, that sucks like, too. Yeah. just uh, It's the worst timeline. Mm-hmm. No one's disputing that. No, we, we are not in a flower-induced uh, uh, stupor here. Mm-hmm. God, I All could right. go for a flower-induced stupor right about now, if I'm being honest. Well, there's always opium. Well, let me, yeah, to say, let me introduce you to a cool new product called mm-hmm. ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Anything else? I think all that's left is the quote, right? What do you got? So uh, I just like this sort of cheeky little conversation between Diana and Bruce at the beginning of this. They're getting off the invisible jet, which actually looks good for once, by the way. Uh, well, it's the only time it's like this is the first time it's appeared in mm-hmm. the series. So, Well, I've seen... Okay. Not in this series, but but, but in presentations other, of it okay. before yeah, where yeah, like yeah. they're like seated on nothing, floating through the air mm-hmm. like assholes. Yeah, yeah you need like, the outline. Yeah, it just looks dumb. Um, but e- but with this one, they're like fully invisible from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a little cheeky little conversation about, hey, what did you get him as they're walking into the Fortress of Solitude? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a nice little bit of, you know, light sexual tension between the two of them and mm-hmm. some, some jokiness. And it was nice. Yeah. And so- that he, that goes here. What'd you get him? I'm not saying anything. He'll hear and spoil the surprise. He can hear that, too. How about you? He's not the easiest person in the world to buy birthday presents for. Bruce, you didn't get him a gift certificate. No. Cash. Yeah. They, they have been gradually building some kind of relationship between those two, so you're not wrong to read that into that. Oh no, they were doing that in uh, in the Justice League days, in the original mm. series days. Yeah, I was. I just wasn't sure how much of that you had seen yet. So, uh, not much, but again, enough to get we, that. We talked about it. Okay, we're always talking about Bruce's love life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that, but there were a couple of lines from Batman that I feel like they pulled from the comic that didn't feel quite like this version of Batman. Not enough that it pulled me out of it. Yeah, I think you're but right. He was, he was a little sort of whippier and a little i i can sort of see that yeah mm-hmm. not, not like it, it was fine didn't like i said didn't take me out of the episode i think in anything. context of him interacting with wonder woman though in this particular yeah moment i think it was probably okay right i like bruce knowing superman is a good friend i need mm-hmm. to get him a birthday gift that's a thing i don't know what to buy him like it i that's me yeah, I know I'm supposed to do these friend things because I love my friends, but also I don't know how to do this because it's, uh, I don't know anything about any of this. How, Here, have some money. Shut up. I was also wondering, how much money do you think he gave, he gave, Super? like how much is in there, do you think? Yeah. It's a birthday gift for Superman from Bruce Wayne, one of the two richest men on the planet. Like, yeah. it is, it is in that envelope, the exact mm-hmm. amount of money that was stolen from Thomas and Martha Wayne. <laughs> Uh, at that <laughs> night in Crime Alley, because mm-hmm. everything has to be about Bruce. There's also a bunch of loose pearls. Yeah, yep. of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's a stocking stuffer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, Superman does wear stockings, so mm-hmm. yeah. All right. I can't. You well, can't stuff these, Bruce. They're full of my feet. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, I suppose that's all for this time. Yeah. Next week, ooh, Maggie, you're going to be so excited. Is it the Blue Devil episode? No, it never No, is. there is no Blue Devil episode. Blue Devil never speaks. No. So there's one of my least favorite tropes, 
kids mm-hmm. stuff where they all turn into kids. I actually think oh, it's yeah, a pretty yeah. good episode, as I recall. Uh, yep. And then the thing I know you're excited about, Hawk and Dove. Oh, fuck. That sucks. <laughs> I was really excited there for a second. Whole day tanked. Uh, you love Hawk and Dove so much. Ugh. Uh, they're, they're both your boyfriend. I'm going to go walk in the river. <laughs> uh, I don't have right. to be there for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's all go. It'll just be like a like a like a ritual thing. Oh, you're talking about walking into the river? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Well, sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> no, we're all standing around like supporting her, or we could go in with her. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I think Who cares? We we should all just drift in like uh, so much Ophelia. All right. I could give a whole little speech about what flowers are for, but mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. remember any of that. Uh, I know that one is for making Superman hallucinate, but other than that, I don't know any anything else about flowers. Um. All right. The website is ever kidslovebatman.com. We have one more mail show coming up at the end of JLU. Please yep. write to us so we don't have to fill time by reading from Wikipedia. That is mm-hmm. kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Um, I'm going to con- keep running with this blue sky thing. So I'm on there if you want to follow yep. me. Yep. I'm on oh, there too. Sky. Yeah. At Maggie Robots. Yep. Jason, anything you want to say or plug or whatever? Um, Jet. Just if you have any loose money in an envelope somewhere, like like Batman does, mm-hmm. just mail it to me. Yeah, um, we can. I, I can give you my address off air, but um, I just 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 send me like money mm-hmm. would be nice. Yeah, um, I, I'm also on Blueski, but it doesn't matter because I don't post anything important. Yeah, well, that's not true. I saw you post. I thought you saw you reblog at least one thing that that uh, or re. I don't know what the skeet. That's well, what I, I, I reblogged some of your stuff and I put a, a. Oh, no, no. I mean, some some memes that I hadn't seen. Like... Oh, yes. Of course, the comic that says Portuguese, Portuguese. Uh, yeah, yes, of course. exactly. That's that's gold right there. Yes. That's Portugal. That was my first first post. Oh, yeah, well, there you go. Your first skeet. Mm-hmm. Please stop saying that. The only reason we say it is because the creators of that thing beg us not to call them that. And now. Well, now, now I'm want... begging you not to call no, them okay. that. Skeet, well. skeet, skeet, skeet. Mm hmm. Motherfucker. All right. Uh, so that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 